Welcome to episode four of the Movement Docs podcast. Today we'll be sitting down with our buddy Jason LePage and we'll be talking about how to build a brand and how to better yourself. Hey Mike, what number comes after three and before five? Um, okay, hold on. It's I not know a this trick one. question. Not I can get it. Uh, uh, four. I think it's four. Uh, yes, that's the that was the answer I'm looking for. Uh, welcome to episode four of the Movement Docs podcast. Um, I'm Jake, and I'm Mike. Mike, this is where you sit. There, okay. Uh, and we also have our friend uh, Jason LePage with us. Jason is a doctor of physical therapy student at Quinnipiac University in North Haven, Connecticut. He graduated from Quinnipiac in 2015 with a bachelor's degree in health science studies. In addition, Jason is certified as a strength and conditioning specialist, or CSCS, through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Jason has worked as a personal trainer and has instructed group fitness classes at Quinnipiac University and the surrounding area for four years, and works as a graduate assistant for human anatomy and kinesiology labs at Quinnipiac University. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Jake, Mike, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude, no problem. We're, we're really excited to get you on here and kind of pick apart your brain and just, like, have some knowledge bombs dropped. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. And I think, first, like, shout out to you guys for actually putting this podcast together. I think it's just a great idea and hopefully going to be, you know, pretty helpful for a lot of people who listen. That's one of our goals. Uh, I think our first goal is to graduate from school, but also the podcast thing. That's a thing. Yeah, it's been a good outlet for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Harry Potter references to make like throughout this podcast. <laughs> so like, if there's ever like an awkward pause, that's me thinking of like, how do I? You know, I may actually just start going like sass, 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 and trying to like speak uh, partial tongue. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Oh man. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. So, so let's uh let's kick this off. Um, Jason, obviously we, we gave the, our you know, six listeners the, the bio, kind of a background on, on you and what you're doing at Quinnipiac and you know, a little bit about the kinds of stuff that you're into. But can you maybe expand on that and let the people really know who you are and uh, what you want to do with life and um, you know, with a PT degree and all that jazz? Yeah, sure. So um, originally, I'm from Massachusetts. So if anyone is from Massachusetts, I'm from there. Um, so I originally decided to go to PT school um, when I was in high school. So unique thing that Quinnipiac does is they have an entry level doctorate program. So basically, I committed to PT school when I was 18 years old, which kind of looking back is pretty scary. Um, so unfortunately I kind of have that boring why I decided to go to PT school story that you guys talked about in the first episode. Um, <laughs> but you know, it is it's what okay. it is, yeah. you know, and it happens when you're 18, right? I was like, oh yeah, you know, I played sports in high school. I got hurt. I was in PT. I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, mm -hmm. and then that kind of took me to Quinnipiac and I've been here ever since. Um, so I guess kind of how all that ties in is when I was an undergrad, we didn't obviously take any of the PT courses. It started off kind of as just like your basic undergrad degree and then you start the doctorate stuff in your fifth year. 
Um, and in that time is kind of when I really took up fitness and kind of personal training and started doing a lot of this group fitness stuff. And that really just sparked my interest, obviously, kind of playing sports in high school. I played basketball, I ran track, and I was always in the weight room. That was just so much fun for me and like a great stress relief. Um, so I continued to like grow and build upon that stuff. As I was in college, I originally got certified as a personal trainer. Um, I started training people at a gym um, when I was home. And then I was teaching fitness classes and kind of doing like group X. Um, and that kind of group X is kind of become my thing over the last four years. It's been so much fun. So kind of as all that was happening, I had this preconceived uh, notion of what I thought was going to happen when I got to the doctorate part of the program, because I had this kind of, you know, relatively fitness exercise kind of backgrounds. And I was like, oh, so once we kind of get to PT, it's going to continue to build upon that. Right. And I thought we were going to continue to learn, um, more and more stuff as it kind of pertained to exercise. And I thought it was just going to be all exercise, all fitness, which obviously kind of makes a little bit of sense because that was all that I was doing. So, you know, like kind of availability bias or like whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so that kind of got me to here. And yeah, so that, that's that's how I got to here. That's that's pretty awesome. So. That's that's cool. I didn't know that that Quinnipiac offered that uh, that kind of like committing when you uh, you know like right out of high school and you're able to uh, just kind of go right into that like that program. That's neat. Uh, did you look at other schools too, or was was Quinnipiac like your jam where you wanted to be? Oh, did we lose you? Hello, Jason. Jason? Jason. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Jake? Can you can you hear us I, now? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh. Oh, it's we like we went through a tunnel. <laughs> oh, that's maybe we were. I think I, maybe I was going through a uh, platform nine and three quarters, and you guys dropped me for a minute. Uh, yeah. I also <laughs> may have like, I don't know. Maybe I hit the mute button on accident. Whoops. It's all good. Um, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I got, I want to ask, like, <laughs> did you get the question? <laughs> yeah, so Remember what, what I was asking was, it... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> so, uh, oh, good Lord. Uh, but no, I was just, I was just kind of remarking on the fact that I thought that was pretty amazing that you were able to, uh, to, to go into PT, PT school, you know, right from, uh, when you turned 18, like you were accepted into Quinnipiac for undergrad and then kind of worked your way through. And I was just curious if you had looked at other PT schools down the road too, or uh, if Quinnipiac was your jam and where you wanted to be. Yeah, so I did, I, I applied to like seven or eight schools. Um, two of them were entry level PT, I believe Springfield College and Springfield Mass was the other one, but I could be wrong. Um, and then the rest of the schools I applied to kind of either as like an exercise science major, kinesiology major, um, or like some type of health science, because there was obviously that part of me that was like, ah, do I do I want to commit to PT this early? I'm not totally sure. Um, and then I was getting ready to actually commit to UConn as a kinesiology major, and then my mom convinced me to not do that. She was like, oh well, you should okay. go to Quinnipiac because you can just go straight through, and mm -hmm. you know, and she could kind of tell that I was leaning towards PT. So ultimately, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I ended up here. And now that it's all set and done, it was definitely the right decision. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that's, so you're that's able to awesome, look back man. at your experiences. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, really cool. Awesome. So your your Despite decision the your decision of... is. Go, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, despite the, the rigors of grad school, um, I mean, typically, you kind of, I feel like most schools really really want you to, like, switch places and, like, experience different things. But, I mean, stuck it out, man. Obviously, that place must be really special. Yeah, I, I love Quinnipiac. It'll definitely have a special place in my heart, especially undergrad. You know, I made a lot of great friends. Um, a lot of good connections and we just had a, you know, it was a great time. It was a beautiful school. And if anybody is listening and is thinking about going to Quinnipiac for anything, I would absolutely recommend it. Um, it's just a beautiful, of, beautiful campus. Yeah. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> suggesting for a friend. <laughs> oh man. Uh, All right. So Mike, what is, uh, what's, what's our topic of discussion today? Now that we got a little background yeah. on Jason and like where he is, what's our goal yeah, for today's yeah, yeah. podcast? So our podcast today is all about building a brand, and so you know, Jason, we understand that you've uh, you've had some opportunities to uh, pursue different business endeavors, uh, and also just kind of uh, you know, you mentioned your group exercise classes that you've been doing, and and uh, kind of like working on uh, venturing out into social media, Instagram, and all this stuff. And you got quite a big following there. And so, you know, we really wanted to pick your brain, uh, see if we could drop some knowledge bombs on your experiences with all those things in terms of building up your brand and what you represent. And then uh, kind of delve into a little bit of success and and determination and how you're able to turn your drive into something positive. That's, That's our main goals for today. Cool, I like it. Basically, you're a really awesome person and we kind of just want to like talk about how awesome you are. Well, you guys are awesome people too. Oh. Yeah, but we want to talk about <laughs> your awesomeness. Uh, so. mm-hmm. uh. I mean, we can talk about <laughs> me if you want, but uh, I kind of want to know about Prime Physio Fitness. And I don't know, maybe like how that whole thing started. Um, yeah, sure. So I guess I could start by telling the story of um, how the name came about, because I know we had a couple of good laughs with that, but then kind of get into more like the serious uh, business aspect and kind of really what my drive was. Um, so great story. So back in May, end of May, beginning of June 2016, so last summer, I had moved into an apartment with one of my friends. Um, it was the first summer I was still in grad school because we were kind of going straight through. And um, I think to backtrack, actually, what would be important to know here is when I was working as a personal trainer, um, I had kind of started uh, building my own brand to kind of get clients. Um, so that was called Jayla Page Fitness. I kind of just threw fitness after my name. And when I was 19 years old, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever because I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, like Twitter and Instagram were, I don't want to say like new, but like, I think kind of new. Like I didn't have a Twitter until I was in college or something. So. Um, so I kind of started like putting out some content as like a personal trainer. And then ultimately I was able to do like some online coaching as well. So that was kind of like the first little business endeavor that I had. Um, so that kind of kept going a little bit. It lasted for a while and then ultimately just kind of tailed off. Um, you know, PT school was getting ready to start and I kind of was like, ah, I'm not going to be able to handle this. I'm probably going to learn a whole bunch of cool, new, cool, new stuff. But then kind of towards the end of that first year, that brings us back to when I was in that apartment, um, 
I was sitting down with one of my buddies and he was like, dude, you should, you should bring it back. Like you learned some good stuff. And you know, I think you had the experience kind of building it up once and kind of all the online stuff, social media, like whatever. And I was just like, ah, I don't really know. Like, should I do it? Should I not? Um, obviously ended up doing it, but the problem was what's the name going to be? So mm-hmm. I knew fitness was going to be in the name, right? Cause kind of fitness is my background, like fitness training, like training people, and kind of going forward, I think fitness is always going to be a part of my life and something I want to kind of portray to others that why it's so important. But, you know, I needed a name. We were like, what's this name going to be? And my buddy that I was there with, really talented at graphic design, really clever with like names, acronyms, all that stuff. Um, and then he was looking at me. He's like, I need some words that are like, kind of representing of like PT because he didn't know anything about PT just like I don't really know all that much about graphics and I was like you know what I was like I hate the word physio but it's a (laughs) word that I feel like is (laughs) yeah I I, I just don't like the word for some reason but it's a word that kind of just it's kind of there like you know physio is like the kind of overseas at least in my interpretation like the overseas like in Australia they're physios and like England they're physios Um, and then he just goes physio fitness, like it flows, like it comes right off the tongue. And I was just like, ah, damn it. Like it does, like it sounds (laughs) catchy. And then lo and behold, there was already something named physio fitness. There's like a PT clinic in New York city named physio fitness, which is cool because I followed them on Instagram and they're pretty cool. Um, and then there was a, an Amazon prime box on my counter and (laughs) we just looked and he was like prime physio fitness. And I was like, Damn, I was like, it actually flows <laughs> off the tongue. So lo and behold, there's the name. And I know we had a couple of good laughs about that. But um, I know like I kind of mentioned it, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like names and like titles and like all that stuff. It's not really like super high on my priority list for me. It's more about like the knowledge and meeting people and just like sitting down with people. So I was like, you know what? I can make it work. The name and there's a, you know, there's a chance the name changes going forward. So. Um, yeah, hope hope that was a good good story there. <laughs> that's that's no, awesome. I, I just I, Jason and I kind of talked about this um, a couple of days ago when we were kind of brainstorming for the podcast, and I just think that when when you take a step back and you look at like these little insignificant moments in your life, like sitting in your your kitchen with your friend and just kind of like talking about, oh man, should I do this? Should I do? Should I not do it? Like. You know, should I get on Instagram? What should my name be? I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if I want to get back into this. But, like, that little somewhat kind of, like, seemingly insignificant moment ended up being a very defining moment of your life. And I just think it's it's crazy that, like, you know, coming, coming up with the idea for this podcast, like, Mike and I had a pretty similar experience. We were just kind of, like, texting, and we're, I was just like, dude, we should do a podcast. Like, I don't think there's a lot of student podcasts out there. Like, let's let's do something. And yep. it's just that like little, that little spark, and as long as you act on it, like crazy things can happen just from from like a little insignificant moment like that. And so I just thought it was really cool. Like as funny as the story is, and the fact that he hates the word physio, and, <laughs> and like Prime came off of an Amazon Prime box, I just really love that. Like that's the moment that started this thing that's bigger than he is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just kind of happens, and sometimes you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nike, Nike had it right when they coined that term way back when. Just do it. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they were onto something big. <laughs> but, you know, that, that does speak a lot, you know, action. Uh, just, just get, you know, you can think about doing so many different things. And 
and you can mull over so many different things, but it's the moment that you actually take action, no matter how small it is, that can actually make those impacts. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I yeah, definitely I mean, agree just, with that. You just have to commit to it. I mean, that's that, at the end of the day, like regardless of what it is you're going to do, whether you're building a brand, whether you're going to do a homework assignment, whether you're going to read a research paper, you know, anything. It just requires that that split-second decision to just will your thought into action. And um, I think it's just cool that that's kind of where all this, this started for you. That's cool. So in regards to, uh, like, Prime Physio Fitness and all of that, um, you know, when you, first, when you started uh, building up that brand and all that kind of stuff now, what, um, how did you start, you know? I know you you were posting content on Instagram and in uh, Twitter and all that kind of stuff, but did you have uh, different topics that you wanted to start with, or what was your, what were your motivations and different uh, media things to to start posting? Yeah, so really to post, I kind of just I, it was one of those things where I really didn't know what to post about. It was kind of just like I'm um, in this like new thing where I've kind of learned some awesome stuff from PT school. I still kind of have this little bit of fitness knowledge. I was like like, what could I post? And then there was that part of me that was like, is what I'm going to post even going to be good enough? Like, are people going to look at this and just kind of laugh and be like, oh, this kid has no idea what he's talking about. Um, but basically when I first kind of got it going, I was just like, well, what could I, what could I do from what I learned in class or what I was doing in the gym? Or how could I take what I was learning in class and do it in the gym? Or how could I do it with somebody in the gym in one of my classes? And how could I kind of make those two things into one, in a sense? Um, and that would kind of just get my brain going and get the thought process rolling. Okay, so you were taking what you were learning in, in classes and trying to apply it uh, in different ways that you could. You were almost like trying to like meld both of these worlds into, into one uniform thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that were was you, that was pretty. Oh no, sorry, go ahead, Jake. I, I was just gonna ask, like, were you were you worried about like the content you were producing initially? Like, did you have feelings that like maybe this isn't good enough, or um, like how did you overcome that? Because I know for a lot of people, including like me and Mike, just kind of putting yourself out there sometimes can be like a scary thing. Yeah, it it's overwhelming because there is so much stuff out there, and there's so many people, and I feel like that's kind of the like the voice inside everybody's head is you're like, am I going to be good enough? Like, is this going to be good enough? Um, so, yeah, I was like, I was horrified at first because I was like, who am I? Like, I'm like a first year going into second year PT student. I was like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know anything. Um, but then it would kind of just be people were like, oh, this is good. Like people who were, you know, other PTs and other PT students kind of were like, hey, like, nice job, whatever. Um, and then to kind of go from there, the next thought process that started coming into my head, I was like, how can I take what I know now and what would I have wanted to know the two, two and a half years ago when I was training people in the gym or when I was trying to coach people in these classes? What would I have liked to know now that I wish I knew then? And then I started to think about more and more things and a lot of that stuff started to kind of play into some content development too. And I was like, if I knew this two years ago, it would have just been so much better. So that was also something that started to come in is what would I have liked to know two years ago, three years ago, and what would have been helpful as a personal trainer or as a coach, um, you know, coaching people in these classes. So that that's another thing that kind of came into play as well. Okay. So that kind of directed it's, your it's content afterwards. 
Go for it. Uh, I was going to say, it's, it's interesting because um, that notion of like putting yourself out there kind of reminds me of uh, a lesson my cousin taught me back when I dabbled in playing the, the piano. Um, so I, I'm not a very like super great musician. I play well enough that I can convince people that I know what I'm doing. And sometimes I've convinced Mike that I can play the piano. Um, we've had a couple jam sessions, no big deal. Um, no, but anyways, awesome. <laughs> when I was when I was learning to play with like other people, uh, my cousin Jim, who he's a IT guy by day, and then he kind of moonlights as a as a jazz bassist, and he's got a, a band that he's, he's I think he's kind of done some a bunch he's done tons of shows and weddings and stuff all around the like Virginia area. Um, there was a time I think when he used to play like you know a couple nights a week. Just, just because he loves playing uh, bass guitar, ba- well, bass and guitar. Um, but we were sitting in his basement. He's got this huge setup. He's got like a recording studio down there and all this for for the guys he plays with. And um, we're playing like this very simple blues song. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep up with him because I'm not, I'm not great. I have a weak left hand, and I'm just kind of stumbling through everything. And we get to the point where he's like, he's explaining the structure of the song. Like, you know, we do this, these. Um, you know, four bars of this, two bars of this, you know, playing this key, playing that key. And then w- once we could play through the main theme a couple times, we're going to take turns and we're going to solo. And um, I was really afraid because um, I, I didn't know how I was going to sound and I didn't know what he was going to say. Like if I hit hit something that was like off key or played something that didn't, just didn't flow right. And... Um, so I kind of start, started to play, and I was, like, stumbling through things. And I kind of, like, stopped and, and kind of let him take over because I was just, just afraid of what I was doing. I wasn't confident in what I was doing. And uh, he kind of stopped, and he, he looked at me. He's like, dude, just, just play. Like, it doesn't matter. He's like, sometimes you have to dare to be bad. And that little line, like, dare to be bad, has always stuck with me because, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter just the fact that you're putting yourself out there and you're like creating content and you're trying to reach you know anybody even if, even if that person is you someone's going to benefit from the content you're putting out as long as you do it and I, I know that Mike and I have had some discussions about even with this podcast like yeah we'd like to help other people out we'd like to you know give our friends and give clinicians that have a lot of knowledge to share like a platform to do so but at the end of the day even if it's just the three of us tonight that are like benefiting from this conversation, like that's all that matters. Like we're putting ourselves out there. We're trying to share our experiences, share our knowledge and become, you know, a better version of ourselves. And so exactly. I, I would encourage everyone listening, all four of you, um, <laughs> to dare to be bad in everything that you do. Like just put yourself out there and see what happens because I guarantee you something good or some sort of lesson will always come out of you daring to be bad that's my little rant (laughs) yeah no jake i mean i I would definitely agree because um kind of when i when i touched upon the fact that i had kind of started this online brand and online coaching when i was in an undergrad state and i was just strictly doing the personal training um that that's kind of the thing too is like dare to be bad kind of like don't be afraid to fail because you know i i put that business together and i was doing all this stuff online and this and learning how to, you know, the ins and outs of Instagram and how to kind of run a business and how to communicate back and forth with people. And at the end of the day, that 
it failed. Like it, it, it's no, it's not here anymore. But the experience that I got from doing it, I was able to take forward to when I did the second time. And when it came down to, you know, kind of all the ins and outs of all the behind the scenes, like setting up content, you know, putting together schedules, like emailing people, this, that I was able to do that in no time flat because I already had that experience. So, yeah, you kind of can take any situation. And when you're not afraid to act on it, you're going to learn something and it's going to help you at some point in the future. And it, even even along those lines, I don't know if either of you guys have seen this, but I think there was there was a YouTube video where a guy, um, I think it was for like a month or a couple months, he his goal was basically just to keep getting rejected. So he would every day he would do something, and a, a lot of the things were just like kind of like like dumb little experiments, but his goal was always to see like whether or not he would get rejected. So I think the first day he goes to McDonald's and he walks up like after having ordered like a Big Mac and fries and he walks up to the counter and he says, can I get a refill on my Big Mac and fries? And the guy at the counter is just like looking at him like he's an idiot. He's like, no, dude, we can't refill your burger. You already ate it. And he's just like, why? And so he goes through and there, he, I think he videos like a bunch of this stuff. But he like constantly gets rejected, but every time he asks the question why, and because of that, he ends up becoming more confident with himself, and he no longer fears that rejection. And then a lot of times, like I think one of one of his experiences, like a, a job interview, so he applied for a job that he didn't have any qualifications for, and he goes in, and the, <laughs> the guy's just like flat out like you know. I don't really know why you're here, but we can't we can't give you this job. And he's like, "Well, why?" And he goes through it, and the guy ends up giving him like almost like a free, uh, like resume and like cover letter, like building workshop and like help kind of helping him connect with like other people. Um, <laughs> but because he keeps asking those questions, like why? And I think it's that that idea of again daring to be bad, not being afraid to put yourself out there. But then when something doesn't go your way, trying to reflect on that and figure out like why that is. And yeah. so I think like in the experience that you just shared, like, you know, you had this failure, you had this rejection, you had this like, you know, daring to be bad moment where, you know, it didn't quite turn out the way that it, you wanted it to. But because of that experience, you know, you asking yourself why, like, why did that not work? What, you know, what is it that I can build upon? What can I change? How can I better this, you know, the second time? that you've created something like, again, like much bigger than yourself, where you're able to create content, educate, you know, tons of people um, and help, you know, that personal trainer that you wish you could have been helping like two years ago when you were personal training or those PT students that have those questions about like, um, you know, whatever specific technique or exercise. And so I, th I think that's really, really cool. That whole yeah, story of like failing, but then, in a sense, succeeding because you failed. That's uh, that's such yeah, a uh, profound realization. Yeah, that's so cool. They uh, there's a uh, a quote too. Uh, it's from it was like a sailing quote. I think it was from it was from, but it was like uh, you know the guy always fears a sailor that had never weathered a storm, and so the idea is that you know if the sailor is is always on like calm waters, they're never going to be able to understand like what their capabilities are, like the turbulent waters to be able to handle or navigate any situations where they could fail or, or been through failure. So that's just, it's just awesome to see, you know, both of you guys have been able to take 
you know, challenges that you face and like and turn them into growth. That's an awesome quote. I'm a big quote guy, so I'm going to have to definitely keep that one in mind going forward. You're going to have to we're at some point during this, you're going to have to start dropping some sick quotes on us. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. Sprinkle those in with your Harry Potter references that you're thinking about because. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, do you I have any you. Harry Potter quotes that are they're like Harry Potter quotes? Yeah. <laughs> that are also applicable. That would be BRB amazing. going to Google. Uh, so you're looking for Harry Potter quotes that do what? That are yeah, related to like, growth and <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like you'll get you'll get probably like I don't know a hundred house points if you can oh, wow. do that. So mm-hmm. and you you want to win the house cup, right, Jason? That's right. <laughs> um, but, but I do know a lot of the times. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say which which house. Now that we're on Harry Potter, which house do you identify with? Are you uh, are you Gryffindor, uh, Hufflepuff? Oh, Gryffindor. Dude, Gryffindor I'm such a Slytherin. Really? Oh my god, dude, I'm such a Slytherin, and not so. Here's my. I, I'm. This is gonna be like the greatest soapbox I've ever had. Um, I'm excited. I hope, I hope you guys out there are Harry Potter fans. So I feel like one. I feel like Slytherin gets a bad rap because of you know your boy Draco Malfoy. Okay, I get it. You know he's a pure blood, whatever. But I think he's a poor reflection of Slytherins as a whole. Um, Slytherins are very intelligent people, but they can be very blunt. And I, you know, I have been told, especially in like cadaver labs, that I can be very blunt when like teaching things. Um, they're also very traditional, and I come from a very like you know Irish Catholic family, and so tradition was kind of ingrained in me with like everything it is that I've done. Okay. Um, and they're very career, uh, you know, oriented, right? Like. They're trying to think, you know, I don't, not that I'm saying that I want to be a death eater, but Slytherins are very, <laughs> like, motivated toward an end goal. And I feel like I've always been motivated for, like, you know, grad school, school, you know, what can I do? Yeah. You know, podcasts, lifting, whatever it is. I feel like I've always been very, like, goal oriented. Okay. And so those would be my reasons as to why I'm, I'm a Slytherin. That's interesting. So that must make me Harry Potter then, because I identify with all that stuff, but I had the, the choice to not be in Slytherin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah? Wow. There it is. <laughs> what an honor. Uh, do we, do you have a scar lived. on your forehead? Uh, I have scars on my hands, actually. I mean, it's, it's clo- if you put your hand on your head, you've got a scar, so... There you I, go. I guess that works. Gives <laughs> like a whole new meaning to facepalm, right? That was a bad joke. Anyways, Mike, what's our next question we're going to ask, Jason? <laughs> well, yeah, I can uh, get sidetracked a lot. So. <laughs> oh, so can, so can we. We go down these rabbit holes and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know what? Oh it's, it's all about having fun sometimes. So I can oh, appreciate it. Is. It's so true. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right. <laughs> so... You know, like we, we mentioned before, you know, you started Prime Physio Fitness and uh, while we were kind of like researching, uh, you know, just kind of like get an idea of like different questions we wanted to ask and just get a better idea about you. Um, you know, we were so impressed with everything that you've been able to accomplish so far, uh, especially because you're in PT school while you're, you know, working with Prime Physio Fitness. So what was your, your main inspiration to start it? And then uh, did you have any idea, uh, you know, you'd be where you are now when you started this? 
Yes, that's a great question. So, um, so for me, I've called, kind of always been a little like business minded, entrepreneurial. Um, so my dad owns his own business. He's self employed, and I kind of grew up with a lot of influence from him. And his his kind of influence that rubbed off on me was like you kind of want to be able to do what you want on your own schedule. Um, you know, you make the call. You're the boss, and that's kind of just how I grew up and I really admire that about him was even though it kind of can sound oh like I'm the boss I can do what I want blah 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 it's never an excuse to be lazy um, it's never an excuse okay. to kind of take things not seriously it's almost a it's almost something that kind of makes you take everything a little bit more seriously um, so kind of my whole life I've I've always known that my end goal is I'll be I'll be working for myself um, I don't necessarily or I didn't necessarily know how that was going to happen kind of as a kid um, mm. but that was kind of always there and what was really fun and all my friends from high school if they ever listen to this which they won't um, well they might actually they follow my account but um, they always used to make fun of me in like seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade they were like all you do is cut lawns like what are you doing how come you never want to come and hang out because um, I actually had like my own landscaping business that got started when I was in seventh grade, obviously with the help of my dad, because I couldn't drive at that time. Um, but he kind of okay. showed me really early on what it was like to, you know, kind of have something that's your own business that you have to have the responsibility for. And, you know, obviously in like seventh grade and eighth grade, it was just him kind of like, it was his friends and he was just, he would go and hang out with them while he would drive me to their house and I would cut their lawn. Um, but it was kind of that thing. It was just, here's the responsibility. Here's what you have to do. Um, you take the responsibility. Then I would have to, you know, I would have to, you know, print the bills and I would have to do this and send the mail. And I think when I was like 13 years old, like looking back, that was one of the best experiences I had as a kid was just kind of that opportunity to have like that entrepreneurial experience really young. Um, so I know a lot of times I get sidetracked and I may or may not remember how that started. I just thought that was really important. And that, that really always comes back to my drive of kind of how this started. Yeah. So what an awesome yeah. experience. Uh, for those of you interested in uh, Jason's lawn landscaping company, it's, it's actually on Instagram at uh, J LePage landscaping. Uh, you can go ahead and follow that for all your uh, tips and tricks for uh, lawn care and flower bed arrangements. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Do you, do you do shrubberies as well? <laughs> um, I would pretty much do anything that was kind of thrown my way. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of shrubberies. I'm not a fan of mulch. Those were the ones that were just like, oh, my goodness. We got to mulch this whole, like, house or whatever today. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, shrubberies can be very, very important for um, certain situations. Uh, they can't. Mike was going to go for like a Monty Python reference there or <laughs> yes. if I was the only one that was thinking about that, but, um, sorry, we got to bring it back to Harry Potter, right? <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> no, but that dude, that's, that's awesome. Like, I know that, you know, like you said at the time, like maybe not being able to hang out with your friends as much as they wanted you to, but getting that experience, um, I think says a lot about who you are and you know, where that drive's coming from. You know, having been around um, like entrepreneurship, you know, since you were a kid, talking about your dad having his own business, I mean, obviously that's that's giving you a ton of of aid and like just overall like conditioning for like what what kind of life it takes 
what kind of person it takes to to you know be a self starter and, and run your own business and and you know, create a brand and do all the stuff that you're doing. So I think that's really cool. I I, I kind of wish that I had had more of that experience as a kid instead of just playing video games and sitting on my couch during the summer. Um, so I had my share of video games and couch too. Don't <laughs> don't you worry. Good. MLB 2K6. Oh, I'm not oh, a sports nice. guy. No, really? No. I, I play Madden, but I play Madden very poorly. Uh, I pretty much just run a two tight end set and always run play action. It's always like run, run, play action, run, run, play action. Um, that's Eventually one of those play action passes will hit, though. Yeah, because everyone's expecting a run. But once you get my pattern and you know that the third down is going to be a pass, it doesn't really bode well for me. And I only hit the A button to throw the ball, so... <laughs> so you're throwing at a tight end every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, I used to play as the Chargers with LT and Antonio Gates, so, like, you know, it was it was pretty awesome. But, yeah, I'm not really a sports, sports game guy, sadly. I'll play you. I'll just... I'll lose really badly. Um, but now, if you want to talk like Final Fantasy or like Dark Souls or something like that, I got you. I think, unfortunately, I'm not the guy to talk that with you, but, um, <laughs> you know. It's okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I told you we were going to nerd out. I just, you know, that it's a very loose interpretation of nerding out, whether it's PT or literally everything else that I'm a nerd for. So. <laughs> Nerding out's fun. <laughs> uh, Jason, so did you have anybody I that was? Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, Mike, take it away. I was just gonna say, did you did you have anybody that was uh, skeptical of everything that you were doing while you're in PT school? Like, uh, did you did you have any haters? And if if so, how did you block them out? Did you use uh, like noise canceling headphones or selective hearing or, or earmuffs? <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. Oh man, I um, I drank a lot of Haterade, so I think that uh, <laughs> that kind of helped a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, um, but no, but serious answer to that question, because yeah, you, you know, sometimes you're concerned with what uh, like other people like think of you, but eventually I was kind of just like f that for the language barrier um, of the podcast, and then kind of what always keeps me going is. I always just remember how hard my parents had to work to give me the opportunity that I have. You know, my dad kind of owning his own business. Uh, my grandparents on my mom's side came to America from Portugal in the 50s. Um, so they kind of came here just to give their family a better life. And every time that it's, you know, it gets tough where I'm like, oh, damn, this is so hard. I, I always just remember that this is just a crazy opportunity that if you told anyone in my family, 10, 15 years ago, they would have just said, no, no way. Um, cause other than one of my cousins, uh, I'm the only other person in my like entire family to have like gone to college and go away and pursue like a higher level degree. So just always remembering that they like busted their ass and they, you know, they dreamt of having a better life for their kids and their grandkids. So that's just, that's all I need to keep me going. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she just gave me chills. <laughs> Yeah, because like when you think about that, and I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go for it. You're good. Finish that thought. No, I was just gonna. Yeah, no, like, cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like some people take things for granted, and 
you know, when you kind of get in the rut of things and you start doing the same thing day in and day out, it's, it's really easy to be like, Oh man, like this is so hard and blah, blah, blah. But you always got to have that, that motivation, that driving factor. And there's, there's a quote that I heard one time and we're not going to like literally be killing anyone, but the quote was like, there's somebody somewhere that would kill to have the opportunity you have. Um, still like, even when I feel like there's a lot of shit going on and I'm, I'm overworked and I'm tired. Like there's literally somebody out there that would kill someone to be sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in right now, literally and like figuratively probably or figuratively and literally I was never good in English. <laughs> it's really, okay. uh, we don't speak good English here either. Or good. I, I don't, I have to like triple and quadruple read like all my posts. Cause I'm like, there's a spelling error somewhere. I'll be the first to admit it. So that's okay. I spelled resume wrong on uh, an email I just sent out to Cirque du Soleil. So um, oh, you got so you got to you got to install Grammarly if you don't have that. Oh yes. Yeah, it's like that the plugin. The yeah, it's like a plugin for Google Chrome, and it just like literally fixes every email you write. It's like oh, this verb tense is wrong. Like you spelled this wrong. Like this word doesn't need to be here. And I was like, oh, you can sound great writing nice emails. Um, and, you know, unfortunately my English isn't the best. I don't, my girlfriend literally makes fun of me all the time. And subconsciously, I do think it's because um, a lot of my family doesn't actually speak English. And I understand like a little bit of Portuguese and I can read Portuguese pretty well. And a lot of times when you translate some of the words back and forth, um, like the, I think what you call it, it's an article. Like when you say like the, in like the, these, this, like those don't translate back and forth perfectly. So I think mm -hmm. I kind of had like subconsciously I'm thinking that stuff and my girlfriend's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, you are a complete moron. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 I think I think subconsciously that has something to do with it, but you know I think if you can get your point across, like I'm not gonna harp on you for having improper grammar or something. So, well, they do say that behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. So clearly, you've accomplished that part of it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so is grammarly like as far as like you know tools that you would recommend for someone that's trying to get into like building a, a brand or creating a presence on social media is Grammarly like one of the things that you use pretty regularly? Uh, yeah, I use it literally every day um, because not just social media wise, obviously like writing emails, kind of like keeping things professional because I mean, a lot of people that will know me will just be like, ah, oh, like the whole professionalism thing. Like I'm all about giving respect to people that deserve it, but I, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like a weird thing. Like, oh, you're going to be a, like a professional, like a doctor of physical therapy. But I'm like, I'm just Jay, like, um, whatever. But yeah, I would recommend it because it allows you to kind of keep things professional. It keeps your grammar correct. And for the people who do kind of value things where they need all that stuff to be correct, it's important because, you know, you want to respect that person's point of view. Um, and it's nice because for all the Instagram posting and anytime you're doing like blogs or content or whatever, if you type it in the email, it'll automatically fix everything. So it's a little bit more than just a typical um, Microsoft Word like spell check because it does all like the grammar tenses and everything too because you could imagine I have no idea what the difference in like verb tenses is when I'm writing. I just write and yeah. So Grammarly, if you don't have it on Google Chrome, download that. It's, it's a lifesaver. So do you, when you create like an Instagram post, are you 
you're putting that like what you're gonna write into an email to get it checked, and then you pop it back into Instagram for your post. Um, so I like type everything up from my computer and then just send it to myself via email, and then I can just copy and paste it into Instagram. Um, and that I found has been like a crazy awesome time saver because, um, you know, some of the stuff I like to be pretty thorough and some of the stuff can get pretty long. And, you know, my fingers don't like to do all that texting. Again, it's like kind of ironic. I'm just not like a huge social media guy to begin with, as ironic as that is. And again, my <laughs> girlfriend's going to listen to it and laugh. Um, so I just kind of like sitting at my computer, you type it up and you go boom, boom, and it's done. Time saver, grammar saver. Um, and I know that's kind of like totally off topic a little bit, but yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely like a, as far as like tools. So, you know, for students out there, clinicians, anyone, you know, even me and Mike is, you know, we're in this whole process too. Like we, we just started this whole podcast thing, like more like a month ago and we're, we're still trying yeah. to figure it out. We don't, we don't know the ins and outs of Instagram or anything like that. Um, but as far as like other tools, so this is obviously one that's that's really helpful, and I think that process of, you know, creating something, emailing it to yourself, so then you can just pop it on your phone and go boom, boom, copy, done, um, is great. Do you have any other like tips or tricks that you use, like if you're gonna try to be in this like social media game that other other people can use? Um, you don't have yes. to tell us everything. No, I mean, I'm very transparent. I don't have very many secrets when it comes to this. Um, I I use an app. I use two apps. One is called InShot and one is called VidStitch. Um, So basically what those two apps allow me to do is kind of put music on the videos, put text on the videos, um, kind of put things, cut things, chop things, put them in different places. And, you know, they're pretty user-friendly. I'm very technologically challenged, so for me to figure this out, it was really awesome. And shout-out to my buddy G, who probably also won't listen to this podcast because everything um, social media-related and any, like, gadget tip or trick comes from him. Uh, one of my good friends from college, he's got himself a couple of awesome pages, too, so I take a lot of my stuff from him. Um, and then the only other thing that I do that I th- that I think is helpful is I just have, like, notes in my phone like you know how you can open up the notes tab mm-hmm. um, and then I just have like a bunch of hashtags like ready to go so because you can put like 30 hashtags in every picture so you know I have like a couple of different ones depending on like what the general topic is um, and then I kind of just copy paste because nobody's got time to sit and type 30 hashtags for every picture um, so it's just for me it's about kind of keeping it simple saving time and I, I do use InShot and VidStitch, but not as much anymore just because, you know, putting all the text and the stuff on the videos is is cool. And I think it looks good and it can add like a nice touch. But that also can take up a lot of time, which, you know, depending on what you're doing and what else you got going on in your life, you may or may not want to spend a little bit of extra time doing that. Definitely recommend them, but it's, it's, not, a, it's not a requirement by any means. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, those awesome. are. I mean, we'll be sure. We'll we'll probably yeah we'll link those in the in our like show notes and we'll probably also download them and play with them a little bit. Um, so, do you find as far as like putting out content? I know when we talked to Sam uh, a couple weeks ago, he said that one of the things he did was kind of monitor his posts and see like what what did well and what didn't do well. Do you have any sort of like monitoring thing for your content that you put out? Like if you are trying to get more more likes or followers or whatever that is. Yeah, so Sam and I actually talked about that a while back. Um, 
So there was a time where me and uh, we were just kind of like, oh, when's the best time to post? What hashtag should we use like this? Like blah, blah, blah. Like, and you kind of just get like super obsessive about it because the, the reality of it is when you first start, it's really fun. And you're like, oh, people are kind of liking this, like blah, blah, blah. Um, but as time kind of goes on and, and with this new like Instagram algorithm and everything, like I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or if anyone is, we're kind of just Instagram now just puts posts in random order based on what people think they want, like what Instagram thinks they want to see. And I think maybe for lack of a better explanation, that's kind of how I would explain it in short. It's one of those things where I don't stress the time. I don't stress the schedule. I don't really do too much of the analysis. Um, I obviously used to, and it was kind of just, it just got annoying really. And I think at the end of the day, if you're putting out something that you kind of believe in and it's content that you think is quality, like the people that want to see it are going to find it. And it's, in my opinion, it's just not really worth stressing over those little details. And should I post it at two o'clock or three o'clock or four o'clock? And, you know, I was there, so I, I can't say that you're not going to do that because it's going to happen to everyone. And you just eventually got to decide, is that how you want to kind of spend all your time stressed out worrying about all those little minute details that you really don't have that much control over or you kind of just you put it out there and who's who finds it is the people that find it and they're going to find it useful that's awesome so that's that's really profound uh to think about that too so it's it's not so much about you know like trying to figure out when to put the stuff out there or exactly what kind of content it's would you say it's more uh just emphasizing stuff that you're proud of and focusing on just putting quality out. So that age old, like quality over quantity thing kind of, kind of comes yeah, into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I, I mean, I swear that it can drive you crazy if you're trying to figure all that stuff out. And at the end of the day, like, and I'm sure you guys would agree. And a lot of other people we talk to like, we're not out here to be Instagram experts. It's just like a thing we have. We're all going to be PTs. We're going to be clinicians. We're going to be practicing. Like that's the real focus that it's not worth sweating details over what you're doing on Instagram. You should be sweating the details over like your next assessment that you're learning in class or like what, what's the best possible intervention or like whatever. Um, so I think if, if anyone's like starting off or that's kind of something they're struggling with, just, just trust what you're putting out and don't sweat those, those tiny details. Yeah, because I, I, I like, <clears throat> I like that you, you put that little nugget of knowledge in there because I think it's very easy to get distracted and like, you know, put our focus in something that's like, oh, you know, this is cool. We have to do this. Like, you know, building a brand is going to help us like, you know, create an empire or open our own clinic, which, you know, maybe down the road, it, it does kind of help out with that. It helps with putting yourself out there, like getting practice with like educating people and just kind of like creating things that have some sort of intelligent content to it. Yeah. But especially for those of us that are still in school, like all three of us, like, you know, we still have homework to do. We still have like tests to take, quizzes to take, you know, um, board exams, what have you. So yep. realizing that it's not, you know, the end all be all, it shouldn't be like your only focus. Like it's, it's kind of a hobby. It's something that you can put some time into and you may, you may make some sort of like, you know, personal or financial growth out of it, but the real focus should be becoming a better clinician and, um, you know, making sure that you know what's going on with the people in front of you and making connections with them rather than you know, getting lost in the social media world. Yeah, and, and that's something that I think is really important too, that Jake, you made a good point of like making connections with the people in front of you. Um, and that's, that's something that I've really tried to do a lot of over the last year. 
Um, in a couple of my classes, we have this one professor who's just absolutely phenomenal. And she teaches the classes that everyone's like, oh my God, these classes suck. Like it's, um, so they're called community health and wellness, which is basically like interacting with people of like different races, backgrounds, ethnicities, etc. Then there's, um, basically like biopsychosocial model of like treatment and kind of all that stuff. And then we had basically how I would sum up as like a leadership class. And to me, like those were three of the most valuable classes I took at Quinnipiac because one of the things she really highlighted over the, over two of the classes was like kind of developing yourself as a person, you know, really getting to know the person in front of you, making that personal connection. And then as I'm sitting here with um, my emotional intelligence 2.0 book in front of me that she recommended as a project that we had to do, um, which is a book I would recommend to anybody, by the way. Um, I, like, emotional that's why, that's uh, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. It's by Travis Bradbury. Okay, cool. Um, and, and I feel like when you can kind of just sit and like talk with people and you, you build the connection with the person in front of you, that's one of the reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of like quote unquote social media as a whole. Cause like there's nothing more frustrating to me than like when you're out with a group of friends and you just see everybody looking down at their phones. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's like a pet peeve of mine. And it, I, at first, you know, it's hard. We all did it. You're all out. You all just have your phone in your hand, constant social media, constant this. But if you, you try and make like a conscious effort to break that habit and you actually can sit down with somebody in front of you or a group of people and connect with them and get to know them, I think that's just so powerful. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think it just goes back like not. Yeah. And it's, and that's, it just goes back to that point where you don't want to sweat those little details on Instagram. Cause yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a, what's the word? Is it an oxymoron that I'm kind of like almost contradicting myself? Yeah. Cause like, Oh, like, like putting out social. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things, but and that's kind of just been something for me where I, I focus less on like a lot of these little tiny details and I'm like, all right, you can just put the phone, post something put the phone down. Yeah. Like interact with people, answer some questions. But like if I'm, if you're hanging out with some friends, like get rid of your phone. Like you don't need to be doing that when there's people in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting that there's almost this dichotomy that you have where like, you know, you do have a pretty large presence on social media. You do a lot of stuff like posting on Instagram, but at the same time, like you don't like social media. You don't like the word physio. And (laughs) yeah, it's ironic, right? (laughs) You're really more concerned with like you know establishing those connections and almost like networking with people out you know in the world. Yeah. So for you, like what what is that purpose of of using this like social media, you know, for your brand? Like, do you like what's I guess what's the end goal with that? Yeah, that's a good question. Just because I know it does seem like it's it's contradictory. Like a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense, but it kind of just goes back to the point where I always knew I was going to be operating my own business at some point. Um, and the reality of that is if you're kind of going to be a business owner and you want to operate, you need a brand. Like that's just the reality of it. Um, and that's something that we kind of talk about in some of our classes and a lot of people, you know, cash PT, the future of PT. And the, the thing that keeps coming up is the quality of the service, right? Like PT is a service profession, whether people want to believe it or not. Um, and if you can't connect with that person in front of you, provide that good quality service. Um, well, 
kind of, well, good luck, kind of, you know? And yeah. the thing is, I think everyone that's in PT, everyone has the ability to do it. Everybody can make these connections with people. Um, and I just kind of had to, I, I recognized that early because, again, that was another thing that my dad always hammers home. He goes, it's about your customer service and it's about how you can interact with the person and talk with the person in front of you. But the reality is you can't really do that without a brand name, right? Everyone that's a PT is good enough to treat people. But if nobody knows who you are, are they going to come and find you? Right. So that, yeah. So I know that, that we kind of, kind of got on a little tangent probably, but end goal is there's going to be some type of business that comes out of it. And just kind of recognizing early that I did need that brand name and I did need a little bit of recognition to ultimately turn it into a business. And that's, that's kind of where it started and that's where the end goal is ultimately going to be. So it's a, it's a necessary evil for you. Exactly. That, that, yeah. You don't like I it. Like you needed to market and, and kind of grow yourself and put yourself out there. Yeah, I like that. A necessary evil. I'm going to write that down. Cause that, and that's exactly what it was. That was, it was one of those things. It's like, well, you got to do it. It's like cardio palm. You got to do it. Oh my God, dude. Don't even, don't right? even talk to me because, so Mike, just to give you a look, I know you, you probably have your cardio test coming up soon in that class. Yeah, next week. <laughs> Good luck, Mike. I, I got <laughs> yeah, the I lowest grade. I got the lowest grade in our class on that test, right? And I'm the only person in the class that has an actual cardiac pathology that they're being treated for. <laughs> And I have a pacemaker and I'm on like beta blockers and our professor would constantly ask me questions about like, you know, EKGs and stuff because I, you know, every time I go to the doctors, I get an EKG done when they check my device. And so if I have any sort of event, I'll print out the, you know, the crazy um, EKG segment from, you know, that particular moment in time. And oftentimes I would bring it to our professor so she could like screenshot it and put it in her PowerPoints. So I'm like the walking cardiac, you know, supposedly like I have knowledge of, of my disease and the whole like field of, you know, cardiopalm or whatever. And I got the, I literally got like a 52 on that test. <laughs> it was bad. But hey, look, I graduated, man. I'm a PT. I got, <laughs> I, you know, passports. <laughs> but, um, you know, everyone, everyone has classes that they're not, they're not good at. Just, I know this is kind of like an aside, but you're going to do fine, Mike. You're gonna do good. <laughs> you're gonna be, yeah. Well, you're gonna pass. It's gonna be all good, Mike. You got this. <laughs> May the force so, kind of, be with us. <laughs> kind of an offshoot of the conversation we had like two convos ago about social media. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's interesting because if it wasn't for social media, like you and I would not know each other. I don't. Think. Yeah. I mean, I know like because clinical athlete, like it's kind of social media, but it's kind of like a private social media. Right, because it's still an online forum. Yeah, but I would it, still say it's social media, though. Okay, but it's just interesting because, like, I feel like, in even in that space, like, I've met so many people that have become like very influential um, individuals to like connect with and network with, and so it's almost like, you know, you know, you t we we just talked about like networking like with people in front of you, and social media being like a necessary evil, but I feel like it can also be used for you know, that networking process as well, like being a part of, you know, Facebook groups or, or like forums, like clinical athlete, where you can put yourself out there, like exchange information and kind of like get to know people. 
Because I, I know if it wasn't for that, like, we wouldn't have become Facebook friends, and then we wouldn't have, like, exchanged numbers, and then we wouldn't, like, text each other. Yeah. And so, you know, as much as it, it kind of takes away from the person-to-person aspect of, like, what our actual job is, it, there's a lot of opportunities for students and for cl- clinicians to, like, you know, connect with people, and then as well as, like, you know, create a presence on the internet and kind of market yourself and build a brand. Yeah, so I, I would agree. Like figuring out how to use that necessary evil for what you need to accomplish is, is the hard part. Yeah, so we're going to drop a Harry Potter reference right here because it's a perfect time. Oh, here we go. Um, it, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Um, I don't remember which one it was from, but when Harry goes to Dumbledore and he asks, well, why am I so much like Voldemort? And then he, he tells Harry, it's because you have that in you. You have the evil in you, but you're choosing to do good instead. And it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great things about social media. You know, you meet a lot of good people and if you use it correctly, it's powerful. And I think the the thing that I like the most about kind of my experience, like meeting people, um, because we can't really undermine the power of like networking and how important that is, even as a student, is the people that I've got to meet in person as a result of social media, where it's kind of like social media is almost like that stepping stone. and because I, I, th- I think like the first two guys, I'm gonna give a shout out like off the bat is uh, Zach Abor and Matt Ibrahim. Ibrahim, I still say his name wrong. I apologize, Matt, if you ever hear this. But um, you know, I kind of met them through social media, and then I went to one of their courses um, up last year in Boston. And you know, I've gone up to their clinic, I've shadowed there, I I talk with Zach a lot, and then they ended up coming to like hang out with me one day when they they did a clinic here. They were in Connecticut, so they like, they stayed with me, like we chilled. Um, so just kind of almost like using it in the right way and using it as a stepping stone, and you can kind of make those in person connections as a result of the social media, the social connection, however you want to kind of call that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. That's awesome, dude. Um, and it, it, it kind of does go to show that, like, as large as this, wor- this world of ours is, it's still pretty small. Yeah. And, uh, like, you can still meet some really cool people just kind of, like, through almost, like, coincidental things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, let's see. Mike, you want to do this one? We'll probably edit out a lot of the, like the long pauses and stuff because yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, man. But, it just uh, shows them it's real. That's right, man. <laughs> Raw, no editing. <laughs> Raw. Dare to be bad. Raw footage. Yeah, dare all to right. be bad. No editing. All right then, no editing. <laughs> no, you can edit it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I was. Uh, this is just kind of an interesting realization when we were we were talking about uh, you know kind of formatting this podcast and all this and and the dare to be bad and all that and and just like success in general and all of this stuff and I was reading this article somewhere they were talking about being successful and kind of like seizing the day, DMing those carpes or carpings, <laughs> carping those DMs, however you want to say it. Oh my and god! Yeah. <laughs> that's, sorry, bad joke. But oh yes. Uh, <laughs> and maybe it was hey, like from Tim one of the few that I've seen. <laughs> that's yeah. that's one that I didn't even I didn't even get that one. So congrats, Jason. Woo! All right. There you go, man. You're you're you've arrived. Plus you're one. Here. <laughs> you're a movement doc. 
Nice. Maybe not a pop nice. culture doc, but definitely a movement doc. Definitely not a pop yes. culture doc. <laughs> but but yeah, it was I think it was like a it might have been from Tim Ferriss or it might have been from some other podcast, but they were talking about success and, and different ways that you can kind of like be successful and, and form habits. And uh, this guy was talking, he said like the the one way that he was able to kind of like jumpstart his day every day was that he just made his bed every day. And so, you know, yeah. he'd wake up in the morning and he'd make his bed. And the act of just making his bed altered his perception on the whole rest of the day where he was, you know, successful, more productive in every other aspect. And if he had a bad day when he came home, at least his bed was still made at the end of it. And so it was just like this crazy kind of like perception altering thing. And he only spent like an extra two minutes in the morning. So just kind of curious wow. what your thoughts were, you know. Yeah, like, do you have any, like, habits or, or mantras or, like, rituals or anything that you do uh, to kind of keep yourself focused or kind of, like, jumpstart your day or anything like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I'm actually, like, a really big fan of, like, motivational YouTube videos. Um, so I don't know if you want to call it, like, a guilty pleasure or just kind of, like, something that keeps me on track, but I like listening to a lot of, like, Eric Thomas, uh, Les Brown, um, there's a couple other guys that I might not know their names of, but if you just type in like one of those names on YouTube, um, mm -hmm. they just, it's just like a motivational video and they say things that you listen and you're like, Oh, well kind of like, duh. But you know, sometimes when you're in that rut and you're not really thinking straight and you're kind of like frustrated with yourself or like kind of what's going on, you just don't really think it. And then you kind of hear it and you're like, Oh, duh. Like I got this. Um, so that, that's something I like doing obviously. And then, I mean, going to the gym is kind of like the obvious one. That's like the stress relief. It just kind of gets you going. Right. And anytime I can get to the gym early in the morning, I feel like that's always mm -hmm. a, like a positive start to the day. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say those are definitely two, two things that I do and two things that I like that are definitely helpful for me. That could be helpful for others too. That's awesome. I Great. definitely echo the going to the gym thing like lifting is for I mean everyone's got their own thing for stress relief but yeah um, I know we tend to be a little bit more strength biased at least in like kind of our our network here but um, lifting is definitely my my thing to, to blow off some steam it's, it's so good oh yeah plus it gets it you stronger you too so it's like you're just becoming a, a harder person to kill more mm -hmm. resilient yes Right. What's that Ripito quote? Like stronger people are generally more useful and harder to kill. Is that, isn't that the, yeah. the one? I think that's it. I like I that too. I think that's it. It's a great quote. I'm pretty sure Derek Miles <laughs> has used that on like a bunch of posts. So thank you, Derek, for pointing me in the direction of Mark Ripito's like useful quote about strong people. Shout out to Derek. <laughs> Oh, there was one Mark Ripito said Mark Ripito like ripped apart PTs in one though. So I was like, eh. yeah, but. it was, it was on the T-Nation post that he did. And I, yeah, I don't know. I think he was just talking that I don't know, we could do like a whole podcast on that probably. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he's, he's trying to talk about like stuff that is kind of, that is wrong with prof the profession, like that a lot of people tend to do. But he kind of paints the whole profession with like you know a wide brush and it, it, like I see his point, but he could have done it in a much more like eloquent and professional way. Yeah. Than the way that he did it, which 
I mean, Teen Nation's got some cool stuff on there, but it's not really like a peer-reviewed article. Yeah, no, definitely source. not. So it's it's just like a bunch of bro science and ads for plasma. Because um, <laughs> you can't, like, I feel like nowadays you can't even get through a Teen Nation article without having like, oh, yeah, in order to complete this workout, you're going to need to take like two doses of plasma. And it's like, <laughs> all right, Jim Wendler, I bought 531. I don't need 531, like, blah, 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 blah. What else? Like, and I'm also not buying plasma. So, you know, it is. Is it some like people plasma, like, like an IV of plasma? Or is it something different? No, it's like an intro workout, like a carbohydrate source. Oh, okay. I, I just envisioned you, like, going to the gym with, like, a, an IV bag and a pole and, like, jam, jamming a needle into yourself and then, like, doing a squat or something. I mean, that, that's, that's what I not, envisioned. That's not something that I wouldn't <laughs> not do. I would. I wouldn't put that past me. I would probably do that at some point in my life, but um, no, it's like a plasma is just like the brand name for their like um, intro workout carbohydrate. Um, oh, okay. Hmm. But it's just kind of like, I don't know. I love T Nation, but I also kind of like uh, T Nation. It just depends. But, it depends. Uh, yeah. It and then, depends. and then there's like starting strength is, is good, but it's also like, can be kind of cultish too. I feel like there's a lot of people like that are super like starting strength, like only. And I feel like there's there's tons of other stuff out there in the lifting world. You know, everyone's got programs. Everything everything will work if you put time into it and dedicate yourself to becoming a more, um, you know, a stronger lifter. You know, putting your time under the bar. But yeah. Anyways, let's let's get back to Jason and not T Nation and Mark Rebito. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it's so funny how easily we can get sidetracked on, on this thing um so mike let's uh let's hit him with with the big question the question we ask everyone big one. comes on here the big one yeah jason are you ready are you ready for this i'm ready all right let's do it so here at the movement docs we believe in always moving forward in all that you do so based on all of your previous experiences and knowledge and life, love, the pursuit of happiness, what is one piece of advice that you would give anyone listening to this show to help them be the best version of themselves? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, so I'm going to give two answers to this question. I yes for one, but I think both will be helpful. Um, the first one is the boring one, and my advice would be to just read more books especially books that are about things that are not in your field. So for example, for us, it would be like read books that are not about PT, science, or rehab. Um, find books that can help you improve other aspects of your life. And I think that's really important because especially, you know, we're kind of like PT students, we're in healthcare, like you just live, breathe, bleed healthcare. Um, so I think looking outside of kind of your profession or your professional life is really important just to kind of be like well-rounded. Um, the second thing, and this is where I get to quote Harry Potter. So I'm pumped about <laughs> this. Um, awesome. So we're going to quote Dumbledore here. And the quote is, help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask. And obviously we're not at Hogwarts. We're not magic. We don't do spells, but I think asking for help is something that is really important. 
I didn't do all this stuff by myself. I asked for help. I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of people who I'd consider mentors that helped me through the process. Um, and a lot of friends, especially my buddy G that I kind of mentioned earlier, who, and my friend Ben, I got to give him a shout out. We're just going to give everyone the shout out that their, you know, their specialty is something else. Like I would do, I'm in PT school. They're good at finance or they're good at graphic design. And just don't be afraid to ask them for help, whether they're your friends or whether they're somebody you don't really know. If it's something you're trying to learn more about or something you want to get better at, ask somebody who knows for help. And if they're a good person, they're going to be more than happy to help you out. Because I know when people ask me things, I love helping them and I love giving them answers of things that hopefully can help them, um, you know, kind of take action. And I think that also yeah. goes back talking about... Um, Jake, your quote, dare to be bad, right? Like, if you just ask somebody for help and they say no, what's the worst thing that happened? They said no, and you can ask somebody else. Yeah, nothing. It's no harm, no foul. So it's really kind of something, no matter what you want to do, find somebody, ask them, and learn from it. That's awesome. Kind of brings everything full circle. You know, almost like a... um, uh, the beautiful rounded golden ball that is the snitch in the Harry Potter series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you just went there. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. Dude, I made a Tinder reference on the first podcast. Of course I'm going to bring up like snitches and quaffles and all sorts of Harry Potter uh, circular objects. Um, especially when I'm trying to talk about how something has gone full circle. Um, or I could I could just cite the you know the whole quote on the snitch like it opens at the close you know I feel like that kind of like brings oh, wow. everything back you know um, but dude it's been <laughs> it's been awesome having you on here uh, I know we kind of our podcast is a little bit of like you know disorganized chaos but there's tons of knowledge bombs and like just love sharing perspectives and kind of like making like extrapolating these big connections to stuff that's larger than ourselves and what we do. Um, and just kind of, I guess, like a little recap of stuff that we've talked about, um, you know, for all the students and clinicians out there, like, I think the first step, if you're looking to build a brand is to come up with a name. And so Jason kind of shared his, his funny story about how he came up with a name, um, using people and resources to, you know, find that market that you're trying to, to hit. So in his case, it's social media, um, and for me and Mike, it will soon be Tumblr because we'll be making all sorts of, uh, <laughs> GIFs and potentially some GIF gifts where we do exercises with peanut butter. Um, yes. Because moms like you choose GIF. Uh, I kind of wish, maybe we, do you think we can get GIF to sponsor us because I said that in the podcast? Hey, if we learned anything from this podcast today, it's that we can, uh, we can ask and the worst they can say is no. <laughs> that is <Let's>, so true. <laughs> Dude, let's start, let's use our Twitter and start tweeting at people to sponsor us. Um, like GIF peanut butter. So anyways, uh, step one is, you know, come up with a name. Step two would be, you know, utilize the resources that you have. Uh, do a little bit of research and figure out what you, what you want to do with your brand. And then from there, it's kind of, you know, almost like the crux of what we talked about is just putting yourself out there, daring to be bad, and not really caring about, like, the little minute details of, you know, being a social media guru, but just doing it to become a better you, to put out education, to put out content, and, and create quality things that are associated with your name. 
And then from there, like, all sorts of cool stuff happens. Like, you'll meet guys like, uh, who was it, Matt Ibrahim and Zach Gabor, in Jason's case. Um, or in our case, you know, me and Jason met through social media. So there's tons of cool stuff that, that you can do. But all of that kind of starts with, you know, taking that first actionable step and getting going, right? Whether it's making your bed in the morning, like the successful guy that Mike was talking about, or in both of our cases, just having that little almost insignificant moment where you're like, you know what, screw this. Let's make a podcast or, you know, let's make an Instagram page. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create content on Instagram again. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, like building a brand seems like this really daunting task, but as long as you just go with it and see where it takes you, it's probably not as hard as you think it is. And so we'll kind of wrap this up here. And, and Jason, we really can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to be on our show and lead us through all these mind-bending, um, mind-splosions and all these Harry Potter references and all that. <laughs> if any of our listeners uh, want to get a hold of you or have any questions, what's the best way to contact you? Um, yeah, so first, just like, thanks, guys, for having me. It was a great time. And, you know, if we could, we can help some people out there and we can just share some knowledge, I think that's, uh, it's for the good of everyone. Um, so yeah, you guys keep up doing with what, with doing what you guys are doing. Cause I think it's great. And if people want to find me, um, I'm on Instagram at prime physio fitness. Um, you could follow me, shoot me a message. Um, I'm always down to chat nine times out of 10. I end up just like texting people or hopping on the phone with people too. So yeah, if you got any questions, reach out to me, that'll be the best place to start and go from there. Awesome. That's so great. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please email us at tmdmovementdocs at gmail.com. Thanks again, Jason, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you all next time. Stay tuned, guys, because Jason will be a pretty frequent guest on the Movement Docs podcast. So we look forward to future episodes with him and just collaborate and share more mind explosions and, and knowledge bombs and perspective changing and bias blasting and all the fun stuff that goes with this podcast. So... We'll catch you guys next time.